other members. It's good to see you all. We can't wait. Very soon, we also join with each other in a physical church, a physical place. But for now, let us thank God that we can we can worship Him. Continue. Okay. Um, we want to encourage each and every one of us with the word of God in the book of First Peter chapter four, verse um, nine through eleven. It says, "Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. God has given each of you, sorry, God has given each of us a gift from His great varieties of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another." Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself we are speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Happy Sabbath, church. Our Bible reading from this morning is found in Malachi 3, verses 13 to 18. And it reads, Your words have been harsh against me, says the Lord. Yet you say, What have we spoken against you? You have said, It is useless to serve God. What profit is it that we have kept his ordinance and that we have walked as mourners before the Lord of hosts? So now we call the proud blessed. For those who do wickedness are raised up. They even tempt God and go free. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before him. For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name, they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on the day that I will make them my jewels, and I will spare them, as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again discern between the righteous and the wicked, between the one who serves God and the one who does not serve him. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Amen. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are so grateful to gather this morning in your presence. We appreciate you for your faithfulness and your mercy, Lord. We want to honor you for being indeed a great God. You have been faithful in all your dealings with us. You have been loving. You have been kind. You have been caring for us moment after moment. You have been fighting our battle, both seen and unseen. You have never abandoned us for even a second. You have continued to shelter us. You have continued to keep us in our right mind. We can stand on our two legs. We can run if we want to run. We can open our mouth and talk. We open our mouth and eat. We have clothes to wear. We have clean water to drink. We have um, you know, fresh air to breathe in. We have cars that we drive around and get home safely. We sleep with our two eyes closed, and when it is time for us to wake up, Lord, you, the Lord, have continued to wake us up. Even sometimes, I mean, oftentimes we don't even remember to appreciate you for waking up early in the morning. Thank you, faithful Father. Thank you also for the grace to go to battle in the fiscal and urinate. There are people right now who are having challenges to even carry out, I mean, to be able to do this one, but through your grace and mercy, whenever we want to go, we go. Whenever we want to urinate, we urinate. Thank you, faithful Father. Lord, we appreciate you. Thank you, faithful Father. Father, thank you. Thank you for being indeed a wonderful Father. We are presenting the prayer of, I mean, the, the program of this day to the altar of grace. Lord, we ask you, Father, to take to take control, wonderful Redeemer. We ask you, Father, Lord, to speak through your son, the Fawali. We ask you, Jehovah, to touch his lips, to touch every element in his body that needs to be touched. 
Father, may he not speak of self, but may he speak, thou says the Lord. And we that will be the hearer, O Lord, may we not hear to our own condemnation. But let others who hear, Father, today, help us to grow more and more in thee, Lord. And help us to stand boldly for you, King of Lord, even in this critical world that we live in. Thank you, faithful Father. Lord, I'm also lifting up every soul that is present this moment. With the altar of grace, I ask you, Father Lord, to touch everyone, all our children to start with. May you, the Lord, touch them from the crown of their head and to the sole of their foot. Those who are trusting in thee for fresh wisdom, understanding, and knowledge, Father, release unto them. In the name of Jesus, those who are trusting in thee for peace that, that surpasses all understanding, Father, give them your own peace. Those who are trusting in thee for success, for, for direction on what you desire for, on what you, the Lord, desire for them to do as they journey on this planet, oh, Father, please minister unto your children at this point in time. Thank you, Father, even for all our parents, all our grandparents. You know them all before the foundation of the world. Lord, I pray that to the Lord we continue to protect these ones. Thank you, faithful Father. Lord, I want to also take this moment to appreciate you again for causing this coronavirus to surface, for, for permitting it to surface so that we all withdraw near to you so that humanity will be on board. Just as I've said, you know, severally, humanity has been so arrogant. We have thought that we, have, we are God and that we can do whatever we want to do. But this moment, this season in our own generation, you have indeed helped us to understand that you are the only creator of both heaven and earth and that you have the final say. Thank you, faithful Father. And Lord, I ask you, my Lord and my Savior, that you, the Lord, will touch each and every one of us every believer all around the globe that we all we know what we need to do at this critical time in our own generation help us king of glory to wake up from our slumber help us king, give up heart of heart of giving to others heart, heart of helping the poor for for several years the poor has remained poor according to human i mean a world health organization every five seconds on this planet earth Poor people, poor children who are below the age of five, who are below the age of 15, die because of poverty. And we all have been enjoying life. Oh, my Lord, it's also, you know, getting to my sense. I mean, it touches my spirit when I see that pastors are buying private jets, even in a poor-stricken nation of the world. And they are driving around saying that they are preaching the gospel. I don't know the the, the gospel they are preaching, Lord, have mercy upon us. Even it is also very unfortunate that universities that are being owned by Christians, poor people that say something on the road cannot, their own children cannot even go there. And our leaders are enjoying the money that comes from this, you know, this university, expensive universities, we, we see people, you know, buying houses and living, you know, in good mansions while people are dying, Father, we May you, the Lord, have mercy. Wake us up this season, O oh Lord, so that we all we know that we all are sojourners in this world, that we came into this world empty-handed and we are living empty-handed. It doesn't matter where we live. Yes, the world has classified, you know, all this nation that we live in and we are enjoying to be the advanced nation. Why the poor-speaking nations are called third world country? Father, when you, the Lord, created planet L, there is no place that you classify as third world country. Father, help us in of glory. Deliver us this season, O Lord, and wake every believers up, every Christian Jehovah. Wake us up, O Lord, so that we understand that we need to go out there and do what you, the Lord, have called us to do, so that we understand that all that we think we have, all the job that we work and make millions of dollars, that we will leave it here one day. Help us, internal Father. 
we ask you, Jehovah, to take total control. Because the time has come. The time has come, Father Lord. My Lord and my Redeemer, have mercy. Have mercy upon us. We have fell short of your glory in many ways. We all have fell short of your glory in many ways. We have leaned on our own understanding. We have thought we have arrived. We have enjoyed our own self-glory. We have become so prideful, so arrogant. We look at others as if they don't want anything because probably we are driving blue cars. We have good education. We can speak big English. We have our money in our account. Father, have mercy upon us. And help us all to repent from our wicked ways. And I pray, Jehovah, for this nation. May you, the Lord God Almighty, show mercy upon America. Show mercy upon the Caribbean nation. Show mercy upon Nigeria. Nigeria, has, the leaders have become so, so wicked. And it is so unfortunate that nobody is saying anything. Lord, I pray, King of glory, that you, the Lord, will touch our leaders, even the, the Christian leaders. You, that you, the Lord, will wake them up. Father, I see no reason. I do not see how a government or governors of nation of this nation will be sleeping even when they have not paid the workers their salary and they and their entire household continue to enjoy the money that belongs to poor people. Father, have mercy. Jehovah, I pray for North Korea. I pray, Jehovah, for you to take total control of North Korea. Let the gospel of the kingdom begin right now, Jehovah, to, 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 to be, become part of that nation. Let touch North Korea, oh Lord. Let your revival take place in North Korea. And let your revival take place in America. Let your revival take place in Europe, every part of the world. Let your transforming power begin right now to be fed all around the globe in the name of Jesus. Let people begin to wake up from their slumber. Let each and every one of us come to me before the offer of bread and wholeheartedly embrace you as Lord and personal Savior. Father Lord, I'm also lifting up the decision that we are, the leaders are planning, the leaders of NACA are planning to take concerning the, the going back to the church building. Father, we ask you, Jehovah, to talk to these leaders so that every decision that we make will be according to your will, not according to the standard of this world, because this world is already gone. It is only you that remains for, forever. It is only you that we can stand on and you will never disappoint us. Help us, Father, Lord, so that your name and your name alone will be glorified in each and every one of us, Thank you, faithful Father. We give you praise because we know that you, the Lord, have answered and that you, the Lord, have done even exceedingly abundantly more than we ask and even think of. Blessed be your name, faithful Father. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hear our prayers, O Lord. Hear our great and a wonderful day to be alive and uh, let us pray father we are just so very grateful for your mercy with which you have sustained us to this very point even in the words of the son just rendered by our daughter we want to thank you very much for this love that you have for each one of us that you have not given up on any one of us 
we are blessed to be numbered among the living today. And even as we look into your word and uh, exhort one another, I pray, O oh Lord, that you will open our hearts of understanding, you know, that with the entrance of your word, as you bring understanding to our souls, I pray that you will quicken us, O oh Lord, to obedience so that by the time we leave this place, we will have a renewed commitment to go about the business you have called us to be about in this day and in this age. Thank you, Heavenly Father, Lord, for loving us. We have prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord for this beautiful day. Uh, it is uh, indeed a day that we have looked forward to, and uh, we are very grateful that we are alive and numbered among the living on this day. I want to really welcome every one of us from around the world to this special day at NACA, uh, which is uh, the day that we emphasize personal ministry uh, as well as evangelism, uh, because this is exactly what God has called us to do. And I want to appreciate our team that have been working behind the scenes. And also on behalf of our uh, our pastor, Pastor Bwache Dankwa, uh, who is uh, pastoring uh, two additional churches in the metro area. Uh, we want to welcome all of us uh, to this service today. I am grateful to the Board of Elders uh, who have uh, picked this day for us to emphasize on personal ministry. And I want to also welcome our friends from around the world. Uh, this is something that we never thought that we were able to, to be doing, but I recognize that uh, this message is being streamed all around the world because we have folks, in fact, I could scroll down uh, and I could see folks that have been joining us since we started this Zoom service. We see folks joining us all the way from Nigeria. We have had people from all around the United States, and this morning is not an exception. So I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank my family uh, who have been my great support. And in fact, in getting this pulpit ready, I have almost driven the whole family uh, to nuts because I wanted a semblance of a real, real pulpit. I don't feel comfortable to sit and, and to talk, just like my sister Yabo uh, is so comfortable to doing, but I am not that comfortable to just sit down and talk. So I have to stand. And so I thank my family for creating this little pulpit for me. I want to thank my wife, my great supporter, and my cheerleader. Thank the Lord for this day. In fact, uh, I would say that uh, I always look forward to a new apparel whenever I have the occasion to preach. But this is not new because we are all on lockdown and my wife had not had the chance to go and buy me a new kind of suit. So I'm still expecting another one pretty soon. But I want to thank the Lord. My children are all around. I could see that Finifolua is joining us uh, from uh, California. I know that the time change is uh, not that conducive, but I appreciate you joining to support. Okpeolua uh, is joining from Miami and you are welcome. And, uh, I will just praise the Lord. Even our friends from the community, uh, my brother, brother Jide Jagede, I could see that you were also there to also do ah. 
of today. To God be the glory for this day that the Lord uh, has made. <coughs> we are so grateful also. I saw the Chioye family. I don't think I've seen you since you left. You are all looking so beautiful. I see mommy. I see uh, our children, Emma. I didn't see David, but David, uh, as it is, maybe he's with his uh, iPad somewhere like he used to do when he was here all the way from New Mexico. Thank the Lord. I see Ruby. I see uh, Emma there. You're all thriving very well. And Brother Kelly, you are doing a fantastic job. I also see Ayo Gosami all the way from Maryland. What a great thing that the Lord has done, even bringing us together at this time. Uh, as uh, terrible as the time may be, the Lord has a purpose for everything. I thank the Lord for Buluaga and uh, Oluada Misi who are here. Uh, thank the Lord that they have been keeping us on our toes since they've been around. Uh, we want to appreciate God for this day. Today is Naka Personal Ministry and Evangelism Emphasis Day. Uh, and the topic of our sermon today is privilege of service. So we thoughtfully picked out the theme for the day, which is the stewardship of service, in order to correct the notion uh, of limiting the act of stewardship to monetary giving or to the purview of the treasury department that oversees the stewardship ministry. Talking about the distribution of diverse gifts, which our daughter, uh, O.C. clearly gave us that beautiful story. In fact, the sermon should have ended there because that was exactly what I was talking about. But uh, maybe I'm going to just step it a little uh, up for, 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 the, uh, for the older ones. But O.C. should have done a terrific job in uh, clearing the grants for me. Talking about the distribution of diverse gifts, Apostle Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 4, uh, verse 10 says, just as each one of you has received a special gift, that is a spiritual talent, an ability graciously given to you by God, employ it in serving one another as is appropriate for good stewards of God's multifaceted grace, faithfully using the diverse, varied gifts and abilities granted to Christians by God's unmerited favor. Uh, and also, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, we are all familiar with that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, that is, dedicating all of yourselves and setting apart as a living sacrifice that is holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, that is, your logical and intelligent act of worship. It is the dedication of all of ourselves, not a part of ourselves, as a living sacrifice that is our reasonable act of worship that is well-pleasing unto God. In the same token, the sermon topic, the privilege of service, the long version of which is the privilege of a faithful servant, was chosen to motivate and encourage all of us in the line of dedicated and faithful service to God. And to conclude the day, to conclude the day, we hope you will join us 
in the afternoon, starting promptly at 2.30, 2.30 p.m. at an interactive session where we will be talking and sharing on the different ways we are being equipped and being prepared for service. A modified form of questionnaire on the spiritual gift inventory was passed along to NACA members earlier in the week. And uh, some of you have been very faithful in sending this and uh, we have some of the results. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about that. In the afternoon, we plan to digest this further. We want to acknowledge the Spirit, the Ministry of the Holy Spirit, who is the third member of the Godhead, the Trinity, for his work in our midst. Through his providence, a very solid foundation was laid for us last Sabbath by our visiting pastor, Pastor Aaron uh, Sikosana, all the way from British Columbia. In his message, he invited us to a higher calling to discipleship and closer relationship with God. I want to submit to us this morning or this afternoon that the least response that we can make in appreciation of God's gifts of salvation that is extended to us is our worship of him. God never intended for our salvation to be a spectator spot. The greatest expression of our worship is to be a worker or a co-laborer with him in winning other souls into his kingdom. During the week, through the help of our very able and cheerfully willing brother, Akin Olaolu, we sent out a modified spiritual gift inventory exercise to every NACA member that we have their names on the WhatsApp platform. The purpose of this is to help discover, or in some cases, to help us to confirm the ministry that is suitable for us. Part of the preamble that we gave leading up to the actual questions is what we all know and at least intellectually accept to be true. That is the fact that every member is a minister of the gospel and a witness for Christ. We can get more familiar with some of these various gifts in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, we can go to Romans chapter 12. And we can also go to Ephesians uh, chapter 4, as well as 1 Peter chapter 4, so that we can get familiar with some of those gifts. There are, these are by no means exhaustive, as there are other apparent gifts that are not mentioned here, like the gift of melodious music that we just had from our daughter Olumide. Uh, I don't see that listed out there, but that is a powerful gift uh, that the Lord has blessed the church. Uh, I get so very emotional because uh, I cannot sing myself, or so they speak, but I know that I sing, I, I sing very well when I'm in, in my bathroom, and I think I do a lot of, of that as well. But uh, we thank God for all this diversity of gifts that uplift our souls. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, as well as verse 13, answers the question of what's, what exactly is in God's mind for the diversity of these gifts. These are for the perfecting of the saints, 
for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And verse 13 goes on, till we all come in the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. In short, we are grafted into the household and the family of God to serve to the pleasure and to the glory of God and for the edification of humanity. Today, I have been impressed by the Holy Spirit to share with us another compelling reason to be actively involved in the ministry of enlarging God's kingdom. Just like Brother Churchill reminded us a few, a few weeks ago of the challenging question that Pastor Bukola Ajide posted to us in his sermon when he was here at Naka a while ago. That question was to consider if our neighbors in Lithonia, and for those of us in our different homes, if our neighbors in all the various communities that God has placed us, or in all the various organizations that God has positioned us, or even our workplaces, when we think about this, if perchance we move away for any reason whatsoever, or we relocate from our present site, a question we all agreed is still haunting us and hopefully will be better answered on resuming normalcy out of this COVID-19 wake-up call of imminence and the urgency of the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. I must also acknowledge that today's message, the privilege of service in God's vineyard was inspired by another sermon providentially by the same Pastor Ajide during one of the times that I attended the Victory Sanctuary Church while visiting Nigeria. As a child of God, I do not believe in coincidence or a matter of chance when it comes to when, when it comes to what the Lord speaks to me and wherever he speaks to me from. Exodus chapter 19, taking from, you will see that today we're going to be reading the word of God. I don't want it to appear like Brother Alaba says this and this and that. I want you to really say that this is what the word of God says. And so Exodus chapter 19, from verse 3 to 6, Moses went up to God on the mountain. And the Lord called to him from the mountain, saying, say, to, say this to the house of Jacob, and tell the Israelites, you have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I carried you on the wings, on eagle's wings, and brought you to myself. Now, therefore, if you, you, if you will, in fact, obey my voice and keep my covenant, that is my agreement, then you shall be my own special possession and treasure from among all peoples of the world. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation set apart for my purpose. These are the words that you shall speak to the Israelites. If I may try, I want us to see this message directed to us in the light of this historic, life-changing, and unprecedented COVID-19 pandemic that is upon the earth. Because by his special grace, 
our experience coming out of this shall be that of overcomer and victory. Just like the Israelites out of Egypt. And just like the Israelites, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 is echoing the same words to us. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a consecrated nation, a special people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies that is the wonderful deeds and virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. A chosen and peculiar position is conferred on recipients as a recognition of some special abilities which gives benefit package that is way beyond that which is available to others. Different organizations give membership benefit package usually to bona fide members. I remember one of our daughters who was accepted to the honors program at uh, UGA, the University of Georgia here in uh, Athens, Georgia, uh, that included some scholarships. It also includes the first choice of housing and some other perks. The privilege of service is also an advantage that is completely at the pleasure of God and bestowed freely on us because we are a special people. The most captivating and consistent phrase in, this, in three of the texts that we have read this morning, our Bible reading uh, that uh, our daughter uh, Wura uh, read to us earlier, which is from Malachi chapter 3, also, the, the one that I referred to earlier from Exodus 19, as well as the first Peter 4, is treasured possession. That is so captivating. All those three texts talk about being treasured possession. Where do we keep our most valuable possession? Whatever possession that you have that is valuable, you want to put it in a very safe place, a very exclusive. You don't want anybody to stumble on it. Some of us have hidden things away in a special place and we forgot completely. And one day you just clean up and you see $100 somewhere and you just praise the Lord that you have kept it away and it was so timely. Uh, an uncle of mine just passed away uh, and uh, the wife was surprised and they didn't know where he had everything until uh, they bungled into his safe. And in the safe, uh, the certificate of occupancy of some of his houses were there. Uh, there were some exotic watches that he, he didn't even put on himself. Home uh, keys were there, and the passports of all the children were all in those very special uh, safe. God created all, and he loves everyone. He blesses everyone with the sun, with the rain, and basic amenities and necessities of life. But God has also reserved his uncommon favor, his extra blessings that go beyond the call of duty for his treasured possessions. Let me say that he loves us all equally, but our God is so fair and just that he will not treat all of us equally. How do I then qualify to be in the number of such a special and distinct group of people that the Lord will bless in such a way. Uh, Malachi, again, from that text that we read earlier, says that there is 
God's record book of remembrance. Verse 17 tells us there is God's record book of remembrance. Again, re-emphasizes the special treasure we can be to God. They will be mine, says the Lord of hosts. On that day, when I publicly recognize them and openly declare them to be my own possession, that is my very own special treasure, and I will have compassion on them, and I will spear them as, the man, as a man spears his own son who serves him. Do you hear the word again? That God himself is saying that as the man, as, as earthly man would spear his own son who is dutiful unto him, God says that he will do even much more for us. When we serve God, he serves us back. Job 36 verse 11 says, if they obey and serve him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and in their years in contentment. That is another promise of God unto us. Those who serve God faithfully, men will serve them and angels will also be at their back and call. Satan knows this more than any one of us because he knows what will happen to those who serve the Lord. And that was why he was on the case of Job. Unfortunately, many worshippers do not know the extra blessings that are reserved for those who serve the Lord. So we sometimes, and we sometimes shortchange ourselves settling for the crumbs and the droppings of blessings that come unto us when we come to worship. Quite a number of people will be comfortable sitting in the pews and uh, just expect to be served. But there are special blessings that God has called us into. God makes a distinction be between goats and sheep, between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve and those who wait to be served. Christ is seeking true worshipers and he laments that even when he returns, will he make Will he come to meet faithful people or will he just come to meet people who are, are just going about uh, uh, just in, in charade or people showing outwardly that they are serving him? God is wishing that worshippers will be true to their profession of faith and be filled and operate in the conviction of the Holy Spirit. The spirit of worship is in joyful service. I'm going to repeat that. The spirit of God that he expects us to come into that worship with is in joyfully serving him. Many come to worship but not, but, but not to serve. The sovereign and omniscient God is not mocked and is neither impressed with our first outward ritual of worship. In Matthew chapter 15, 7 to 9, is Jesus Christ himself condemns uh, the leaders of those days then. He says, you hypocrites, play actors, pretenders. Rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, these people honors, honor me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me, for they teach as doctrines the precepts of men. Worship can be feigned and can be pretended, and people can defend themselves under the guise that no fellow human being can judge their heart because worship is a matter 
of the heart, which is also similar to faith. Show me your faith without work, which is a visible evidence of your faith, and I will show you a powerless, helpless, good-for-nothing, and dead faith. The same goes for worship without service. It is at the best a counterfeit form or a half-baked worship. Service is at the heart of worship. In the true sense of it, you cannot have one without the other. Our work for God is the cardinal fruit of our true worship. People around you can also attest to your service status in God's vast vineyard as one as was done in the case of Nebuchadnezzar, a pagan emperor. You remember what he, what he said, uh, uh, your God whom you serve continually was what he said to, uh, to, to Daniel. He will deliver you. In fact, that was a declaration by a pagan emperor to Daniel. I know that your God, whom you serve, continually will deliver you. And Daniel answered, O king, live forever. The lions, I want to add, the Goliaths of this world will not be able to hurt you when you serve God faithfully, and everyone will bear witness, as it is written, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name drive out demons and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you away from me, you evil doers. Here, another God's promise to those who serve Jehovah. In Exodus 23, 25 and 26, healing, no sickness, no barrenness. God knows this will distract from their service. If, you are, if, if they are struck down by COVID, if they are struck down by disease or barrenness, he knows that this will take away from their service and thus making the work of God in their care suffer. We often hear that only 20% of workforce do 80% of the work, which unfortunately is a similar report that we get as to those who support the work of God through their tithes and offerings. A wise CEO cannot afford to lose those that constitute the 20% of the heavy lifters in their organization. Our God cannot either. I want to submit to us this afternoon that there are some people that God cannot afford to lose before they are allotted time to carry on the building of his kingdom in every generation. Peter, during his generation, was one in the early church. Unfortunately, James was martyred quickly like Stephen. If there were still assignments left for James and and, and Stephen, if there were still assignments left for them to be accomplished, there is no question their lives would have been spared like Daniel and his cohorts. Are you busy about God's business? For him to consider you profitable, dependable, strong, and healthy here for building and enlarging his kingdom? Or are you just a busy body getting into other people's businesses and just occupying space? This question is for each one of us. There is always a purpose for the trials and experiences that every child of God goes through. God does not waste 
resources. So therefore, don't waste the opportunity of your experience, no matter what that experience may be. Search and ask certain questions. Search and ask, what is the Lord telling me? What lessons are there to learn from my circumstance and my experience? What assignment or errand are you sending me? Or to whom is the Lord sending me? So as we transition gradually out of this unprecedented period of life with COVID pandemic, that will definitely go down, this will definitely go down in the annals of history. I want you to ask yourself these questions and be proactive as to what the Lord wants you to do in a service to mankind as he slowly gets us out of this condition. And I want to use even a little bit of my own life experience. Uh, uh, you have heard this story so many times about how the enemy tried so hard to snuff up my wife. Uh, and we're talking about 26 years ago. To God be the glory, she's here, still looking as pretty as I met her 41 years ago, even better and prettier than, than in those days. Still serving the Lord because the Lord brought her through that terrible experience of almost dying. And so, you know, that, you see, has turned our own ministry from just sitting back, and that was why we started prayer ministry back in Maryland, and to God's glory, um, two or three churches have been erected as a result of the, uh, the ministry of prayer and going into different homes in those days, those uh, ministries have graduated into churches today, and to God be the glory. And uh, you also hear about people going about uh, and saying that they, they are mothers against drug driving. These mothers, it's a M-A-D-D, it's, it's, it's uh, a non-for-profit organization that was set up by mothers who have lost their children due to drug driving. You can see this was turned into a ministry uh, and we also have ministry to cerebral palsy patients. Uh, I could really understand that when I got to Georgia and I started practicing in the field of dentistry, uh, I made myself available to the Cerebral Palsy Foundation that I was going to set apart Fridays to see only patients with cerebral palsy. Remember what? You know, I have a brother-in-law that also has cerebral palsy and some of you know Ebu, is it? Ebu's experience in my life and in our lives turned it into another ministry where we're able to minister to that segment of people. And so whatever the experience of life that you are going through, it is not a mistake. God is waiting on you to turn this into ministry. We are coming to the conclusion now because I know that my children here are kind of uh, saying, is daddy going to go beyond? Okay, but there is yet the greatest privilege of all that awaits us and is beautifully illustrated by the parable of the master going on a fire journey who called his three servants and entrusted them talents. To one he gave five, to the other one he gave three, and to the last one, I think to the second one he gave two, and to the, uh, uh, to the last one he gave one. In proportion to their abilities, Matthew 25, 21 reads, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. 
there is nothing utterly comparable to the, to the applause of God and his rousing welcome, that, welcome recession that awaits us in his kingdom. The earthly privilege that I enumerated above uh, and talked about, they are mere fringe benefits with only limited warranty. In Corinthians 1, uh, in, 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 in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 9, it is written, I have not seen nor hear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. I want to add that for the people that love God are the people who serve at the pleasure of God. The harvest is full, but God's kingdom is in dire need of faithful workers. A commission in Christendom is into active duty and recruitment of disciple makers with both the attending risk and persecutions, trials and temptations, as well as distinct privileges and perks. In our nation, active service persons are accorded special treatment. I travel a lot and envy it when boarding the plane and preference of early boarding is given to men and women in active service. I'm sure that those of you who travel will also be a witness to that. The, the Veterans Administration Department is also set up to attend specially to them, and they gave the first right of peak or refusal of any government job. If an unjust earthly system will so honor our servicemen and women, would you expect less of a just, faithful, and covenant-keeping God? A lot of us can identify with the risk that our frontline workers, both in healthcare field and in the military, are daily exposed to, including the ultimate price of their lives. In some cases, some people have given up their lives to help others. We thank the Lord that even in our congregation, Sister Ozioma represents people that God has called into such ministry. And to God be the glory, if she is not back home as I speak, she is on her way from Maryland after being gone for, uh, after being gone for uh, over uh, a month. And we thank the Lord for this blessing that he, he bestows upon his children. And I want to, to thank the Lord for our brother, uh, for our brother, Jameson, uh, who works so well and so hard to take care of the children. But my Bible also says that the suffering that we may go through in form of persecution, deprivation, discouragement, rejection, or what have you, cannot be compared to the glory that awaits us. We are most indebted to our awesome God for saving us from the very furnace and crucible of COVID-19 experience. And by his grace, we shall come out purer than gold. The question to you and me today is, what shall we render? What shall we render unto the Lord Jehovah? For he has done so very much for us. I want to submit to us this afternoon that the expression of our thanks offering to the Lord is our faithful and cheerful service to hasten his promised return. It will be our greatest privilege to give all to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm going to invite us uh, to arise, not to arise physically, but to arise with a renewed commitment to his service 
in truth and in spirit with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our spirit. Uh, let us pray. Father, we are just so grateful for your word that has come up. Father Lord, you have promised that your word is never given uh, in vain. And so I'm asking that you will uh, send your word with power of conviction, power of transformation, that we will not be hearers alone, but coming out of this, O oh Lord, we will be doers of your word. We are thanking you, O oh Lord, for the promise of uh, the crown of victory that is awaiting us. And so I pray, O oh Lord, that you will help us uh, to be patient in waiting on you and never to be weary. And so we can continue to go about your business. Thank you for this opportunity. For what I have prayed with thanksgiving in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Let the house of God say, Amen. Amen. Amen.